Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the Quarantine Zone mission on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing Sacred Icon from Halo 2. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Schism. Try saying that ten times fast. Schism, 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 schism. Really get the, like, spit in the mic. That's right. Last mission, while Keys and Johnson head to the new Halo's library to secure the index, Master Chief takes a few gondolas and underwater elevators on his way to punch regret in, in the neck to death. However, <laughs> the, the rest of the Covenant show up at Delta Halo and are determined to pick up where regret left off. They attempt to glass Chief, but he dives into the Forerunner Lake and is snagged by a crazy talking tentacle. This mission, after the loss of regret, the Brutes are promoted ahead of the elites in the alien race food chain hierarchy. The two oh, remaining shit. That's the schism right there, the schism. The two remaining prophets send the Arbiter on a mission to retrieve the index from the newly found Halo, which they learned is the key to activating the ring after a chat with three four three Guilty Spark. Arby heads out and discovers the flood have been infested on this Halo as well. Date of the game is November 3rd, 2552. Uh, this is a day after, maybe, right? Maybe we got a little rest. I don't know. It all runs together. Um, the previous mission wasn't an RB one, so it might be a day later. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember the well, time. Mostly just a RBs. sprint. Usually the big time gaps are when we go to slip space and back. Otherwise, we're just constantly shooting stuff. Yeah. Now, this mission, if you've played it, it is... it's. It's a pretty fun mission. There's a lot of action in it, but it's a big maze. So I'm not really going to walk you guys through the big maze because that sounds like a nightmare. But what we want to do is we want to talk about the first cutscene a little bit, and then we'll kind of cover off on the highlights of the mission, what we liked about it, maybe like what weapons we used, other key encounters. You know, we'll cover the skull and the terminal as we always do. But let's start with the cutscene at the beginning. David, do you want to do cutscene? Do I want to do? Do you want to do sure. the cutscene? <laughs> Sure, I can remember the cutscene. Um, <laughs> I can't really talk you through it word for it because it's been about a week and a half since I played it. Yeah, no, but that's fine. But like, the ge- general feel of it. Yeah, so like you guys said, we've just killed Prophet of Regret. That causes one of the biggest shakeups in the Covenant, and probably the biggest reason why humanity is still alive is what's coming in the next kind of mission. Um, so. The elites essentially get replaced as the protectors of the higher of the covenant, essentially of the higher arcs, um, by the brutes. So there's a whole lot of background politics going on here, and there's different kind of books and stuff to actually talk about what was happening. In the it's all planned, all premeditated. Um, but essentially, like the you see the brutes taking over the elites, like stealing their helmets and weapons. It's a really mm-hmm. weird handover. And um, you have Ratas there, kind of half job, telling pretty much the hierarchs this is a big mistake this is crazy and hierarchs pretty much saying tough shit this is happening well they're just <laughs> you like you, one of one of the hierarchs is dead guys right he's dead yeah, you guys <laughs> this has never happened before 
big failure. Brutes are in, elites are out. So the High Council, which is like obviously the leading bodies of the elites, have threatened to resign from the High Council. I don't know. I didn't get the impression it was resigning from the Covenant as much as resigning from because you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine this was resigning from the Council um, in protest. But it doesn't last very long, which we'll get to later. Space um, politics, man. Space politics. Space politics. Mm-hmm. And then it pretty much cuts to Truth telling the Arbiter his mission, which is to go down and they've located a ring. This is wonderful. We're now going to light the holy ring and move everyone forward into the great journey. So yeah, do that. They pick I, up where, where regret left yeah. off, essentially. Yeah, and they have um, interviewed slash interrogated 343 Guilty Spark, where they have found out what they need, which is the icon. Do we? Have, so, we never see that conversation, index. do we? That's not one of the terminals. No. Um, not them talking to him. No, but you have Mercy pretty much telling you that this is what we did. Yeah. And we now know we need the uh, the index. So that would have been Arbiter down to the library to get it. That would have been. A, I feel like that's a little missed opportunity to have something of that conversation because all these terminals, as we've talked, they're they're just all Arbiter, like yeah. Arbiter twenty four seven. They they yeah. could have pulled out a little bit of like. I mean, and they have the the voice actor for three four three in these, so like they could have just done a little bit more, and had that conversation. Maybe I wonder if it was like a logistics thing because they couldn't get Truth and um, Mercy back in to the, you know what I mean, into the yeah, studio yeah, yeah. or something like that. But who knows? Who knows? I find it interesting that at this point, this this is them finally finding out how to fire a halo. They didn't know before. Like they went to installation zero four and didn't know anything. That's true. They well they they knew they knew they went they went to the library right, but then no, they the didn't covenant know. We... Never, the covenant never went to the library on installation zero four. Yeah, they went straight to all... the control room. Oh, the control room. That's right. They didn't know that you needed there. an index. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that information never made it back. Because some of, there are obviously some survivors because that's. Um, Arbiter was a survivor, so yeah, that information never made well, it. Well, they back never then. even saw the index. The, the index was kind of a thing between Cortana, Chief, and Guilty Spark. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. A good point. Interesting. So that's why they call it the Sacred Icon, because um, obviously, well, I, I'm sure three four three called it the index, but everything is you know religious, sacred. And, yeah, sacred for them. So, so yeah, they send out Arby. Um, down to the and that's us now we're back to arby we're gonna go take out some you know it's mostly flood in this entire mission right like lots of flood and we got some sentinels Sentinels. yeah sentinels and flood after the great schism um hasn't happened yet what's that the great schism hasn't happened yet it's just been the like yeah the the change of hats has happened but there hasn't been an actual that's the schism is the war as opposed to Right now, what is to change out the guard? Okay. Brutes are on top, leads are on the bottom. That isn't the schism yet. That's just sure. But this is like leading it. up to it, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, this we're a the... few hours away, essentially. Yeah. Right. All right. Do we want to talk um, about how to retrieve the icon? Because that's kind of because it's not just going straight to the library and in this particular ring. Yeah, in this ring, essentially, this mission's objective is to deactivate a shield generator so that you can fly into the library so humans are trying to do the same thing in the mission before we had seen um we know that miranda knows about the icon and that they're going to the library while john goes after 
regret. So like there's a split there in the mm-hmm. same way like in the first game where there was a split between John and Keys. He goes one way, Key goes the other. They do the same thing again where Keys goes to the library to try and get the icon and John stays behind to fight M regret. So it's pretty yeah, actually at the start of this mission, one of the cool bits of lore is that you can turn around and see all the lakes where you fought as John and High Prophet Regret died. Oh, that's cool. In the, in the same way that when you're John, you can see the Sentinel Wall from there when you're oh. on the, the Halo and Regret. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. You can actually physically see the distances. So is that pretty when cool. you get dropped off right away? Yeah, when you're dropped off right away at the start. Okay. I didn't actually look because I found out this after the fact. But I looked up to see High Charity, which looks amazing mm-hmm. in oh, Remaster. Oh, so good. But you can look down and then see the lakes, which is kind of cool with the gondolas and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That's cool. It's interesting that so much of the events in Halo happen on this one particular part of Halo. It's interesting that like the control room and everything are so close together. But I would, I suspect the Covenant went straight for the control room when they landed, and that's why Prophet of Regret was so close. Yeah. Well, they went. Yeah. Well, it, it's actually probably it's interesting to see that they learned a lot from Halo One like the locations of things and you see Miranda knowing that okay we know we need an index and this is located here so we don't need to go to the map room you know like everybody mm-hmm. went to the silent cartographer to the map room to find the locations of various things and that's where we that's where the covenant identified the control rooms here then they moved to the control room and then chief follows so i found that kind of very interesting mm-hmm. so they probably know when they come to delta halo they're probably like a standard build except for one ring which we'll leave off in terms of the locations of the control room on each ring is probably in the same location on each ring. Yeah. You would you would imagine just from a pure like manufacturing point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So, they do cool. show so the this little opening cutscene here where when you get dropped off anyway, they do show this new. It's, it's like a sentinel type, I guess. Right. It's a, it's an enforcer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're called enforcer, which I think is only said in this one cutscene. Yes, it is. Um. So like um. Tartarus says it. I think. Tartarus just says we'll distract the enforcer while you run get by or whatever mm-hmm. and he shoots a bunch of weird weapons at it and then they chase each other away but uh, i like the enforcer i think as an enemy type it's pretty cool i like to see the sentinels getting stronger because there's like um i don't know what you call them maybe a sentinel major they have like the blue beams so yeah. which are stronger than their normal beams so you get like different levels of sentinels mm-hmm. to fight well if you think about so it I'm- like when you're playing arbiter there's only like two factions you can fight because they're not gonna they're not gonna make a player fight humans as the arbiter that wouldn't they should, that though. wouldn't make the i mean that wouldn't make the fan base very happy especially since this was the first introduction of the arbiter yeah true. i think people it would have been weird, weird shooting it shooting at people yeah. so it's either like you can either fight flood or you can fight sentinels so they kind of had to add more sentinel stuff so that mm-hmm. you had more things to fight interesting side note during the development of halo 2 this level was known as the sentinel headquarters that's interesting. Oh, mm. cool. This is like a manufacturing site for Sentinels. Kind of like a factory, I think. And this is... And it makes sense when we think about what we're doing. There's a quarantine zone and we're deactivating a shield and you imagine that's one of the primary goals of the Sentinels is to contain uh, as well as like build mm-hmm. uh, things. So like they're containing the flood, which we learn later as we like penetrate their defenses and deactivate. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the Enforcer, if you've played Bungie games, other Bungie games, and as you know, Bungie likes to kind of reuse their ideas and assets, the Enforcer kind of shows up in Destiny, right? There's a couple of enemy types that have like a, a shield in front of them that are like, um, you have to shoot around. Okay. I'm forgetting what they're called, but 
also shows up in, in those games as well. Something similar, anyway. Similar type of enemy. Talk about the guys on Mars. What are they called, Krista? That race. The guys on Mars? Oh, yeah, the big dudes. The big dudes with big shields. Um, what are they called? Cabal? There you go. Well, no, Cabal. the Cabal is kind of like the um, the jackals. But oh, they're... you mean the Vex? The ve- yeah, it's like the big Vex. Um, yeah. There's this the big is... Vex bosses. Guys. Oh, I know what you're talking that's... about, yeah. That's that's destiny. It's relevant yeah, because destiny, destiny and Halo Boo, are different. Destiny. Boo, destiny. <laughs> no, destiny's not bad. It's just not not Halo. It isn't Halo. You're right. All right. So <laughs> I'm not like I said. I'm not going to walk you guys through this maze. Um, what was kind of what did you guys grab right away to, in terms of what were the weapons you used as you kind of started your trench? Well, so maybe we we'll cover quickly. There's these piston thingies. <laughs> They're called pistons. Which they just like like pillars that you and it does give you the knowledge on what to do right away because if you, um, you know you kind of start you know you kind of walk into the building here and there's a grunt a single grunt firing at this piston, and so you can either open them from afar by firing in the little glowy section, um, or you can kind of walk up and just hit X. I've never shot into the pistons. I usually just go up and press the button. Really, I always shoot them. Um, Oh, funny. But like these. There's such a weird thing, and they only appear in this one level in all of Halo. There's such a weird It's almost looks mechanic. like a corridor for the Sentinels to fly around in the facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Well, it makes sense to your point about it being a manufacturing facility, because it's not really practical to navigate on foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so these pistons kind of open and close the different areas. And I get, well, we're I'm... kind of like taking the back way in anyway. But also... For Sentinel facilities, like, bipeds are not supposed to be at a Sentinel facility. Like, it's only mm. Sentinels at a Sentinel facility. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, another note, every time you go into one of these pistons, spooky music plays. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the, like, singing, it's just so weird. It's like, the oh, no. chanting, yeah. And just, <laughs> oh yeah that's so strange every single time it's like oh my goodness and nothing well, ever fir- happens you just fall the- for a while well the first time sets it up well because you don't necessarily know the flutter here yet so it sets that's true it sets that up and then you meet the flutter and you're like oh crap here we go but yeah, yeah these after bunch that of guys, these bunch of bozos again <laughs> um so, it took in terms me, of like it didn't take me too long to find a shotgun what did you guys did you guys oh, lean yeah. on shotgun or you used, oh yeah did, I, I, I stayed yeah. away from I, the... Like, um, I mixed around... The very start, I was dual-wielding plasma rifles because they're awesome against Sentinels. They, like, totally destroy them. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I always so go with... I, um, I go with the plasma pistol for the smaller Sentinels. If mm-hmm. I'm just fighting Sentinels, I just overcharge and it instantly kills them. Yeah. I'm going through this game trying to dual-wield wherever I can just because it's a novel mechanic still for me because it's just not a thing you do anymore. So I'm just dual-wielding everything i never do <laughs> i just never do i don't I know. know why i just need to but whatever probably because we're playing a normal um krista yeah have you ever played a multiplayer match with just plasma pistols is it fun um it's not super fun uh, honestly i i played a funner a funner way to play multiplayer matches where you have weird stuff is you just do sticky grenades and you just have to stick people <laughs> with them. That's more fun. But plasma pistols, you get the overcharged uh, shot out, and then you have to hit them like five or six times with yeah. a regular beam. 
so it's not it would... it's not that fun it's too slow right yeah the kills would be too slow it'd be just like mass kills like everybody runs in and like murders one murders everybody together it could be fun if we're using like the Halo Five plasma pistols, where it's like different kinds of them. Variants. Yeah, the yeah, different yeah. variants. Some of them some are pretty of them cool. Are really cool. Yeah, some of them yeah. are actually worthwhile in fighting people, yeah. but um, just a regular plasma pistol, no. Yeah, I can see that. But this is a this mission. You said pla- the plasma grenades. This mission grenades work, but you also want to be careful because these flood are just sprinting at you. Oh, so yeah. A lot of times you're going to kill yourself if you're chucking grenades. I would use them on the enforcers. I get their little, like, leg things yeah, with good the plasma that. grenades. Oh, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. The enforcers I didn't really have much problem with. Did you guys? No, not really. No. Not on normal. They can be a bitch on legendary true. Because you have to get behind them, really. Because mm-hmm. you got to shoot them in the ass. Or right yeah. underneath them. Yeah. Yeah, and there is that one encounter um, where it kind of teaches you that, right? There's you get to that big room where there's the enforcer in the middle. That's that's the shield room, and let's just I mean yeah. let's just talk about the main beats because I don't want to talk through all the the maze. Um, but when you get to that shield room, it's like you can kind of you realize you can you can go under and get around that thing because it, it, when it sees you, it'll focus on you. But then when you're kind of get out of its line of sight, then it'll just kind of hang there and float. So that's when you're essentially teaching yourself, okay. This is the way to do it, and then you can. I think you you blow its limbs off too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you have to you blow can, its yeah. little limbs off, and then they pretty much die instantly after you blow mm-hmm. those two limbs off. That room. Um, what are you? Uh, what What are those? So that in that room specifically, when you get to it, um, you you don't. I guess you don't have to take out the enforcer, but you need to go and activate those pillars. Yeah, those, there's yeah. four of them. Do you remember? Are they just called pillars? Are they just pistons again? Yeah, they're just yeah, more Yeah, these pistons. are essentially... They're like power couplings, essentially. They By doing this, and then the, the console pops up in the middle when you push that button, and the thing you're on turns into like a lift or a gondola, mm-hmm. that's actually you deactivating the shield. So right when you do that, that's the flood released, mm-hmm. I think. So- because that's the quarantine zone, let's say, breached at that stage. Right, and that'll be that'll be the next mission is kind of further into the well, quarantine zone yeah as you go here now you move in the stupid gondolas again because they're so slow yeah you then immediately get attacked by um flood yep yep you get flood and then um you're you get a little phantom buddy right you get tartarus's gets to hang out yeah, he's pretty useless yeah they don't he, he runs very real fast let's quickly talk because we did a little pre-show chat about flood on delta halo um the flood as far as we know, the flood is on all rings in some capacity, just for studying and trying to, to figure out, you know, you know how to defeat the the flood from the forerunner days. But it's never explicitly told to us that we know of. If you, dear listener, know how the flood got out in Delta Halo, let us know. But we we don't we don't think that that either Bungie or three four three have explained how the flood specifically got out of kind of the research lab or whatever it is. Um, they did, they're just kind of here and they were in this containment. Anything to add on that guys? Unless maybe they captured a grave mind for the sole purpose of investigation that the grave mind didn't form there. They brought it there. Hmm. But that's just me totally guessing. Sure. But they, but that's all we're left with. We just don't, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, It would have yeah. to be, they would have to have some kind of lab and something must have happened to breach pot- mm-hmm. protocol and then they got out. 
yeah. the thing is with the flood is the rings aren't inhabited. They used to be inhabited. They're not inhabited anymore. So if a mm-hmm. flood spore got out on this ring, there's nothing for it to consume. So it would most likely die. Mm-hmm. The flood have to consume something and have enough biomass to keep living. Right. And we don't. They can, we also they can don't... chew on the flora, right? Or the fauna? No, no. no. They can't. They, they do sentient life form. Yeah, it has to be a sentient life form unless the flood. The flood eventually progresses where it starts changing uh, environments and starts changing ecosystems to basically terraform planets to make more flood spores. But the flood have to progress like a crazy amount to the point Mm -hmm. where they're not... Because the flood can progress to a length that they don't have to have a host to make a flood creation, Mm -hmm. which is what we see way, way later. But... Like, at this stage, the Flood need to have just more mass. Like, at this, the stage that they are at, at this, um, on this ring, is that they're just trying to consume and trying mm-hmm. to grow in order to create, you know, create more mass that they can progress their life cycle. So, so when I mean, we see the Flood, so we open the, um, we open the containment, and then we get in there, and it's, it, I think it's Marine Flood, right? It's Human Flood? The humans, well, it would, because the humans have the same goal as the Covenant, it would make sense that the, that there are human troops lowering other parts of the shield. Mm Because we lower, like, two shields, I think, or two generators or something. Don't we do it twice? No, we just do it it once once when we get in. Just do it once. Yeah, but But that that makes sense. It's like the humans beat, because we talked about Keys and Johnson were off, you know, getting... To, to the place, to the library. So it would make sense that, you know, because they're trying to get into the, to a similar spot that maybe... They've already breached a quarantine yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, they got there first. And so that's why we're seeing human flood. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a gaping plot hole. Like the, it's not a, it, it would be nice to know, but it's not a huge deal. Essentially no. how the, how the, the flood got out. But I'm yeah. sure they could explain it away in, in a short story or something like that if they haven't already that we just we're not aware of. But I mean, the only thing that knowledge. really makes sense is that there was a lot of flood being contained on this ring mm-hmm. for study. And then Maybe they this all ring got specifically, out. right? Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Because I mean, looking because we can see we can see the quarantine zone from here, and looking at the building that it's being held in. Like we didn't see the out the outside of the library on in Halo CE, but it's a really big building, mm-hmm. and the library is where everything's cataloged. So right. it would be probably where the flood are being experimented on and stuff like that. So yeah, we just don't know. There's there's a lot of things we don't know, like minute details now about the rings, but we know general broad strokes of the halo universe pre forerunner and, or pre and like we said in our like previous uh, episodes we don't know a whole lot about delta halo no we don't like i look because i, I want to do some research on this to bring some more information to the show on delta halo uh if you go on the wiki it's basically like delta halo was a halo on <laughs> in the <laughs> in the ring uh it's great it's a <laughs> ring that can kill people. Um, here are all the events that happened in Halo 2. That's right. Here's <laughs> Yeah, an entire game was here, but we don't really know much about it. 
Right. Yeah, we don't know anything else other than the events that happen in this game. Mm-hmm. So. So back to um, the, our semi walkthrough, but yeah, we now jump on a gondola and Tartarus is flying around. Isn't really much help. Um, like I said, we meet Marine Flood. Um, that's where I finally picked up like a shotgun. Yes, me too. And, yeah, I was like, oh, you want to see weapons? They, oh, cool. Let's go. They look real weird in Arbiter's hands. Just saying that. It mm-hmm. does, yeah. But I prefer it to the energy sword, honestly. I feel like the, the ener- shotgun. Really. Yeah. I feel like the energy oh, no. sword, especially with flood, I feel like it takes too long to kill a single flood with a swing. I feel like I can, by the time I kill like five flood, I can do it faster with a shotgun, just bang, 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 instead of mm. lunge, 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 lunge. Yeah. But that's just yeah, me. that's probably true. Yeah. I have way more fun with the plasma. <laughs> right. The energy sword is so a lot more fun, sword. but when it comes to flood, I just want them to get out of my face as fast as possible. So I picked the mm-hmm. fastest method mm, of dispatching them. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, so we're just kind of running through, killing lots of flood, you know, using whatever method you you prefer. I'm good with you, David. I, I like to do the, the sword. Um, and then I think I had a BR for a while, but BR wasn't really working super well for me. Um, I usually pick up accurate. like an SMG or a plasma rifle just to get yeah. the little infection forms because they're super annoying. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because I'm not going to sit there and waste shotgun rounds on infection forms. Right. At a couple different points in this game, you kind of do see that background. You see, we've already mentioned you see High Charity, so you see the Dreadnought in the background. You see the the, um, the library in the background, which is... Which is I mean, skyboxes in Halo in general just are good, really good. So it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun to see that. Um, so the terminal is in the back. So when you kind of you go down a piston and then, you know, you get to this big room and in the background, I think that's the library in the background. Yeah, believe, you're, you're looking terminal. at the library. It's this big building that has like these kind of weird like horny horn things on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. That works. <laughs> it's got like these two like jutting like structures from it. Yeah, um, and so the like terminal's there, and Chris will cover off that one once we're kind of done with this walkthrough, talk through. Um, the skull, it's kind of up in the rafters in one of those hazy rooms that you walked through with a bunch of flood in, so you, got, you have to make a couple jumps. Um, again, you can't only get these on, on Legendary. I went up there on Normal. It was not there. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to hop up, up in the rafters at one point to get the skull there, and it's the Mythic Skull. Do you guys remember what the Mythic Skull does? I failed to look that up. I think it makes, I think it makes everybody stronger. Yeah, mm. Like double stronger. health and just stronger Yuck. in general. So. Yuck. Yeah, it's a really gross one. It's disgusting. <laughs> they should be ashamed. They should be. And it's what um, makes their shields like double strength too. It's... Mm. Oh, the Mythic Skull is the worst. Yeah. So we eventually find our way outside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, we like get to there. the base of the library, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of on the outside. There are these weird, like, tunnels that are that are blown up that you can kind of help that help guide your way through um, through the rest of the mission. But you kind of proceed through, you know, the outside, and there's like these pits that flood like to jump out of. Don't fall down those; you will not survive. Um, so yeah, you make your way through, and then you you meet up, you rendezvous with with your other buddies, with Urtas, and some other elites. 
and then yeah they drop in it's pretty cool yeah that is cool so it's Urtas though he's there um, on one of yeah on one of the um, turrets and he's he's doing his thing and then he's just saying let's hold out you know let's kill the flood and then our reinforcements will get here that's pretty much what you do and mm-hmm. that's the end of the mission <laughs> and that's the end Yay. of the mission yeah anything other let's see here there was one point where you see some marine chat you hear some marine chatter yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that. So that was kind of cool. That that gives you more of a um, an idea that that or just a, a reminder that the UNSC is here as well. You oh, so why are those them? Marines broadcasting on an open channel? That's against mm-hmm. protocol. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And and that's not like you would really do anything differently as the Covenant. If you, I mean, you already know they're there, but it was just kind of it's a nice little ambiance addition. I think just to remind the player that oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna meet up with the or we're we're gonna see in some capacity you know we're gonna meet back up with the UNSC. Any other highlights for you guys? It's a weird mission because you know we'll talk about quarantine zone next, but they kind of they they're kind of mashed together. They were it's, it's all one big thing that like that the even Arbiter's the end doing, but they decided to chop it up. Even the end cutscene yeah, is don't... basically like two seconds on this mm-hmm. one. It's either the end cutscene or the beginning cutscene for Quarantine Zone, but it's like, hey, you're here, let's keep going, is basically right. what it is. So, Very quick rousing speech mm-hmm. by Urtas, and then we're kind of done. Yeah, they're not my favorite missions. I think it gets a bit better in the next mission because there's, well, actually, those are, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I talk like soon. Next. Yeah. But th- this one's a setup. This one's setting up us going into the library. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think this mission is... It's fine. I probably like it better. What was the other mission that we played where you're on the, the mining facility that none of us really liked? Heretic. Um, yeah, I think Heretic. I, I, I do like it better than that. It feels like there's more. Yeah, me too. More, me too. Um, at least like the, the scenery and like going down the pistons is kind of cool. It's weird, but it's yeah, kind of cool. Then you give you human weapons. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. There's good good parts for sure. At one they're, point, they're definitely um, made to be played together, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of Halo 2 is like that. I think we discussed, like, there's all these back-to-back missions that work really well together. Yeah. That one just leads into the other. It's like one big mission. Like Delta, Halo, and Regret. Sacred Icon, Quarantine Zone. They just mash together. So totally random. Um, but at one point, I, I... Apparently, like, I'll like when I'm taking notes, I, like, pause and, like, you know, write down whatever I'm thinking about. <laughs> what's going on in the mission and then i'll you know fire back up and then usually it's like at a break when i've killed everybody or whatnot cleared out a room so i must have been in between that and um i saw a jackal on the ground just you know lying there because i killed him um but i noticed his little his shield wrist thing you know mm-hmm. like there's a the little attachment and it was still glowing and i just i'd never picked up on that or i haven't picked up on that yet that that it like is like a little attachment on his wrist and the entire shield pops out of that thing yeah, uh, it's oh, like yeah. a generator. It's, it's mm-hmm. based, like, that's why they hold it. It's, I mean, it's basically think of the medieval shields where you have to physically hold them or you have wrist straps behind them. Yeah. It's just that, but like a little cute little stylish band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Fitbit. Uh, they, it's like a Fitbit yeah, with a shield. Go, <laughs> it is. <laughs> they go into detail of it in Halsey's journal, so it's kind of cool where she details mm-hmm. exactly wh- how it works. Well, she tries to use the technology in Halsey's journal. Like she tries to reverse engineer yeah. it. That's what Halsey does. I'm pretty sure she, she does successfully. That's, this is where, like, the um, Spartan shields actually come from, is from her study of these wrist shields. I thought it came from the elite shields, though. I don't know. 
I'm just saying that she had these things and she talked about them, Krista, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this isn't a book club, I, David. Yeah, yeah, whatever, Krista. <laughs> all right, all right, enough you two. All right, let's 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 finish this up. Who wants to start? Let's do Terminal first and then David okay. can bring us home with community stuff. This is a cool Terminal. So um, this one is called The Taming of the Hunters. It is a scribe kind of just discussing how the Sanghealy and how an arbiter actually traveled to this world called T because they're always work there's always looking for foreigner artifacts. So they find this world called T and they find that an alien species just munched on all of the forerunner technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course because of how kind of radical this religion is, immediately branded heretics, immediately they have to be destroyed. So an arbiter this is actually on a moon, but he was actually spent a year on this moon fighting the Likolo, yeah, which crazy. is a long, long, long time. But also, well, they made it. They made it sound like he wasn't fighting as opposed to studying. Yeah, he was. He was learning about them. Yeah, I mean, there was probably some fighting going on though. Oh, I imagine so. But um, which saying a year we think is three sixty five, but depending on what planet you're on, a year is different. So. I'm sure. I'm sure it's three hundred sixty-five. Mm-hmm. That's days, true. But so I don't think we've really gone over the hunters in depth. But um, just because it's relevant to what we're talking about, the Lekgolo are actually like individual. Like think of super big earthworms, and they you know <laughs> eat through things. They burrow and all that kind of stuff. So that's the Lekgolo. And as we find out during the Arbiter's, um, you know, rendezvous fun year spent on this moon he finds the Malek Golo which is when the Lek Golo actually form into the hunter forms Mm -hmm. basically they all merge together and create one or two entities that are bigger, badder, and can be uh, basically big tanks (laughs) Mm -hmm. so this is when this is when the Covenant sees them actually as an asset um, also, there's a species of Lekolo that didn't eat the Forerunner artifacts, so they're like, "You guys are okay, but man, those other guys, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> murder them. We don't like those other Fuck guys." Those guys. But um, they actually use these Lekolo, the individual worms, on High Charity to study the Dreadnought. They're like inside of the technology, looking around in it. So they're pretty interesting. Uh, we went on. We went super in detail a couple episodes ago on the main show. We can you can go ahead and look at that if you want to learn more about hunters. But this one's literally about them finding the hunters, mm-hmm. you know, making a pact with them when they find out that they're actually useful, and then using them on high charity to unlock some of the secrets of the dreadnought. Which this literally doesn't go into any detail on exactly how that happens or what happens. But if I remember correctly, the book Contact Har- Harvest. Uh, goes over that a little bit some of the mm-hmm. does it go do they go over it in broken circle at all um, i can't really remember yeah, i'm forgetting too i mean there's a bunch of covenant stuff in that that whole bo- i mean the whole book is pretty much about that okay but i know there's a part in contact harvest where they're literally talking to the hunters that are inside the dreadnought when they're trying to unlock it so because the dreadnought mm, yeah, has right. a yep. has an old forerunner buddy on it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him a little later in the series, but mm-hmm. he's an interesting guy, really cool. 
<laughs> I think I think the hunters sure. are cool. Like they're big, they're big weird, you know, brute thingies that are needed for gameplay. But the way that they've um, explained what they are, created them, I think is really cool. I think they're the more creative of all the covenant species. Yeah, for sure. They're the ones that are completely out there, completely different. Because everything else is basically just different kinds of bipeds. You know, very mm-hmm. human-like, yeah. just kind of different variances on them. But this having a colony of worms have one consciousness is really interesting yeah totally agree all right let's do some community and we'll get out of here get out of here okay colin perkins wrote in facebook suppose you stumble across an agent four on a dreadnought do you use it for good or universal domination <laughs> and i said both because both the same thing colin. Both. You can do are both. they that's the you can do both colin um Christos Sidera says, protect Earth from invasion, like what happened to the Avengers are trying to do, like a coat of armor around the world. I know that may be considered selfish, but ensuring humanity's survival will be pretty great, even if it's from something as dumb as an Give asteroid. it straight to Thanos. That's understandable. <laughs> uh, River says, I would hope to use it for good, but power does corrupt, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Very true. Chad says, in every Halo, super weapon is met with a counter eventually. The only reasonable choice is to use it for good while you have it, and not wield it like a mad hammer, hoping you crush all before it can be stopped. And then Aaron has an evil, evil Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> so mostly good answers from people. Yeah, we got we got some good, some good-hearted people. I struggled on this question mainly because it's just a big old maze, and we're fighting flood we've seen before. You know, maybe I could ask a question about the enforcer, but I, I you know, there's a point where you see the dreadnought in the background so i was like hmm got me thinking anyway what would you do colin what would i do yeah um you have to answer your own question i would i would just live in it and play video games all day that is a that is a very (laughs) bad choice (laughs) terrible choice colin you don't want to go see space you could literally play halo in space yeah, I would, I would. You could I do would it. You Halo could literally in space, do Halo. and it would travel to space. <laughs> I would give it straight to the space Halo. force. <laughs> start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start. Build my own space force. <laughs> I like it. Um, I had some replies on Twitter. So, um, Mr. Blank four twenty five said, "I'm gonna take that shit to Africa." No yeah. idea why. I'm not sure how that would. Uh, oh wait, never mind. Yep. I think I know what he's talking about. But Me too. that is a spoiler. Naughty, naughty. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and at Duststorm says, use it to find the forerunners that are left in our galaxy and beg for help. Please come to Earth. Everything's really weird here. <laughs> Everything's like real changed. life Earth. <laughs> Please. Can, yeah. can you fix it? Can you fix our society? Thank you. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get... The forerunners will eventually visit us be like hey man what the hell did you do <laughs> you're supposed to take up the mantle what have you guys been doing you guys should That's be right. spacefaring we'll be like i'm That's sorry right. we were just bickering just... about random stuff the whole you're time right. posting memes and shit <laughs> we, were, we were too busy posting memes i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about a space force yeah i mean That's right there we have some speeches about the space force mm-hmm. we'll get there this is the start this is the start, Space Force. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it for a debriefing of Sacred Icon from Halo 2. On the next episode, we'll be covering Quarantine Zone. Bom, Send bom, us your bom. thoughts 
at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. Until next time, evolve. Evolve. Evolved.